Hello, I'm Graham Hall, and this is Talking Dogs, the podcast where I, as a dog trainer with nearly 15 years' experience under my belt, answer all the questions you have about your dog's behaviour. I also catch up with the owners of dogs I've helped train on TV's Dogs Behaving Very Badly, in the hope that you'll learn some principles that you can put into practice with your pooch. Now, Pug, Buzz and Chow Chow Roshi are two dogs I met recently for the TV show Dogs Behaving Very Badly. Now, they used to be the best of buddies, but almost overnight they became sworn enemies, to the point where owners Scott and Christy were having to keep them in separate rooms of the house so that they couldn't get at each other to fight. Scott, Christy, it's great to catch up with you again. Uh, when I first arrived at your house, it was a bit of an obstacle course of various closed doors and baby gates to keep the dogs apart. How did it got to that stage? Yeah, it's just just a way of and a means of keeping them apart. You know, it's it's like Fort Knox, the house, constantly jumping over baby gates, dodging dogs in case you try and get out. So, <laughs> well, I had Buzz originally before I'd met Christy. I for about I think it was like eight months or something, and I met yeah, her. that's right. And then Christy moved into my house, and I think it was November two thousand seventeen. We decided to get Roshi, and then the, together straight away. You know, there was, wasn't a problem. Yeah, they were really and then there's Roshi grew bigger. Buzz was never scared of Rosie. He was always the alpha in the pack. And then um, they were just best mates, inseparable. You know, they'd sleep together, sleep, eat together. Chase each other chase around, each play other, fighting. Go in the gardens together. And that's what made this case really interesting, because they, they really did go from best of buddies, you know, to, uh, you know, as we said, sworn enemies. So, And the trigger was the house move, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. we think that's where it, it was fed from, like... They were separated for about two months, yeah. um, and my parents had Roshi, we had Buzz. We were only two minutes round the corner, like yeah. not even 500 yards away from each other. It was just because where we were staying, it yeah. wasn't big enough for two dogs, so we didn't think anything of it. And then as soon as they, you were randomly walking Buzz yeah. and my parents were randomly walking Roshi, they crossed paths, and then Roshi barked really aggressively at Buzz. Yeah. Um, and then Buzz must have thought, well, I yeah. think it was because Buzz was behind me. He thought Roshi might have been going for me. And it's become like a protective thing now. So when you moved out of your previous place, you were in a sort of temporary place, weren't you? Which is, that's what prompted this temporary separation. Yeah, we yeah. had like a loo in between houses. Yeah. When you got to your new house, lovely house, the future looked bright, but unfortunately um, it was hell on wheels really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was an absolute nightmare. The first three months moving three, in, we didn't months, have a garden, yeah. the dogs were fighting we still had loads of things to sort out in the house, yeah. getting furniture and getting things fixed and so on. So, um, yeah, absolute nightmare. We, Put a massive strain on us yeah, as a couple. Constantly yeah. arguing. Um, and then once we finally had a garden, figured out a way how we could keep the boys separate and had a routine going, yeah. um, it started to get a little bit easier, but still not the same, obviously. But, yeah, we've been keeping it going just because mm. we, we didn't want to give up. I think we're stuck in that routine. Yeah. It's, it's come second nature now, the routine. Well, but before you came anyway, it was second nature. It was over that fence, mm. one dog in there, close that door, one dog out, dog, in, dog yeah. in there. So that, that sort of second nature routine had, had become a bit of a rod for your own back, hadn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was sort of perpetuating this separation with the dogs. But understandably, because when they went for each other, they really did. I mean, it, it, this wasn't handbags at dawn, was it? No. no. They would have properly hurt each other. And the interesting thing as well to me was in the house, they were really bad. Outside in the street, not so bad at all. That was that was pretty much fine, wasn't it? We, there was a stage where we couldn't walk yeah. them together, where if Buzz seen them from across the road, it was hell yeah. on like. And, but then we got to the point where we 
they walk side by side. Sometimes they look up each other, they lift yeah. their ears. Yeah. But it's just like the eye contact. The surprising thing for me is that when I got there, they were fine outside, but inside you just still had this this really big problem. And I noticed, you know, you were getting very anxious. They were on top of each other. If you did try and put them together, something bad was clearly going to happen. So we needed to make a few changes, that's for sure. It was it was sort of clear to me there was a bit of a territory thing going on. You know, it was the clues were all there. It was all about the house, because the outside, not so bad. You know, it had started when they were sort of separated and then brought together in this house. Really, my thinking in any situation like this is like trying to take the heat out of it and start a bit easy. Because I'll be honest, I don't think I I don't think I said this to you when I was when I was there at the time, but do dogs fighting is always a bit of a nightmare, you know. Mm. Yeah, you never look forward to going to, to cases of two dogs fighting because it's really hard to get them back together again. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's hard enough with humans, and you can reason. You know, yeah. with dogs, it's just like I hate you, I hate you. You know, yeah. away you go. So started in the back garden made sense, didn't it? Um, it was less of a pressure cooker, you know, because the house was. But it's not as though we were completely cheating because they were still pretty bad in the garden, potentially. And then we just sort of walked them towards each other. If they did look like they were about to go, I'd sort of step in the way, block with a leg, you know, uh, but praising them when they were calm. And that's a bit that had been missing, hadn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. I wasn't doing. We weren't doing we were any that of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just getting them together and once they were aggressive, that's it, we stopped it and we kept them separate again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's one of those that it's perfectly understandable. It's really easy when I go, uh, look, when the dogs are being good, what are you not doing? Well, we're not praising them, are we? And it, it's very common, but it's perfectly understandable because what's happening is you're wrapped up in that moment. Like, oh, oh, you know, they're about to go. You know, I always think the Jaws music plays in your head. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. So you're not in a place where you can go, oh, good boy, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, And also, if you've if you've had to interrupt a bit of, bit of unwanted behavior you had to tell the dog off when they back down as a human we're not really in that place where we want to go oh good boy that's fine you know yeah because mm. <laughs> yes. yeah, you're still in that sort of like oh you little you know sort yeah. of mode you know <laughs> so that was a, a really clear thing it just gave us a bit of space took the heat out of the situation gave you something that you could praise and then we could build upon that but yeah i mean we ended up popping champagne at the end yeah, yeah. Took <laughs> Well and truly, yes, I remember, yeah. <laughs> so how, how have things gone since? I'm dying to hear. So, yeah, it has been really good, actually. Yeah. Um, so we, we've been getting them in the dining room together and yeah. that was going perfectly. Like, there's times where they didn't bark at all. No. Um, there's times it would be the odd one that would bark. Um, so we, we managed to get them through that and then we decided to get them in the living room together. Um, so at the start, it was a bit um, hit and miss that just was because it was territory. territory yeah. So that was the big step was the living room for yeah. us. Yeah, because I remember now there were there were very much areas of the house that were were buzz territory, yeah. and there was Roshi territory, and never the twain shall meet. So yeah, the, the, to tell me the living room, how do you get on? So yeah, um, after maybe two or three times, Buzz basically got used to it, and then he he'd the only origin. bark the once, and then yeah. um, when we get them together. Roshi would come in and then Buzz would, wouldn't bark and then eventually he'd stop. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing that, but mainly at fir- in the living room. At first, he used to, like, he'd see Roshi coming in, bark a bit, and I'd, I'd do a little pull and no, and then he'd turn his back and just yeah. have his back. Okay. But now he's got to the point where he's sitting forward, he's sitting next to me on the floor, and Roshi's about a metre away from him. Brill. You know, there is 90% of the time he'll bark once, but mm. I'll catch it and then that's it. 
That's it, they'll be fine. Sit down, lie down next to us. So what's going on there, Scott? That what you've just described is an interim stage. So you you've gone from full on sort of fighting mode to right, I'm not looking which is it's kind of like flight mode, but not without Mm. the running away. You know, I'm not looking, I'm looking at him, I'm gonna turn me back. Yeah. And that's progress, but you you're right, it's not what you want in the future. You want them to be able to look at each other. Uh, and I remember now in the garden, one of the key things I said to you was, if they're looking at each other and not reacting, that's a moment that's definitely praiseworthy. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we do in the living room, constantly yeah. praise. Soon we don't don't sit there and stroke them. We, we leave them to mm. themselves next to each other on the lead. But when they look at each other, they get a praise. Yeah. And then we stop stroking them. We don't want them in the room without a lead where we have to keep, like, touching one of them all the time. We want them to be able to be together without being like fussed on by us. Good point. The thing with rewards is you can overdo it. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, the way to think of it is like this. If you've ever worked for a boss who's a bit like, oh, cheers, mate, thanks, cheers, 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 thank you, thank you, oh, cheers, 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 you think, oh, he's a nice guy, but he's a bit of a lightweight. Yeah. And in the <laughs> end, it means nothing. No. Yeah. But I think we've also worked for bosses who, when they say, oh, you know, I heard about yesterday, well done. It's like, whoa, blimey, that means something coming from him. I was getting a thank you from a sergeant major in the army. I never had that many <laughs> oh, there times. You go. I forgot your ex villain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but getting a thank you, got you got from it, a sergeant major. Like, wow, he's actually thanking me. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. It's either something's coming at the weekend or he's actually being nice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so it's exactly the same with dogs. If you're all the time going, yeah, good boy, good boy, good boy, good boy it means nothing in the end. So no. you, you're right to initially there's a there's a bit of a skill to it you need quite a bit of praise and reassurance to start with so they know they're on the right track and then you sort of fade it out a bit and then you only reward like wean them off that's it you've got to wean them off it but you, you never entirely take it away because you always want to reward the very best moments you know it's like that was really good you know of course the living room is quite important because you want to be sat watching the telly with your dogs don't you we have been doing with yeah we, we put like an episode of a tv show yeah. we're watching and to really like time it to when they're not overstaying their own welcome yeah, sort yeah. of thing so you know that we can like we don't want them always in the living room with us we want Rosie to be able to like oh i'm, I'm just Roam gonna around, go and yeah. leave buzz will always be with us because he's one of those dogs but yeah. we don't want as soon as Rosie leaves buzz goes and thinks oh where's he going mm. like, we want them to be together but know that they don't have to be together yeah so we've been extending the time each time yeah. so it'd be 15 minutes half an hour an hour so i think the next time we're going to get them through like maybe the morning and then yeah. lunchtime and then dinner. So it's more times during the day. So making that progress through time, it doesn't have to be every single time has to be more than the last, right? As long as you're going in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? So if you plotted a graph, it would be going upwards, but it's like some days a wee bit less and more than others. Keep it a bit random, but go in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, you told me before you were planning on getting married. It's it's a little while ago now. So by my reckoning, we're probably about, what, two, three months away from a wedding? Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, not too long now, finally. Yeah, all going ahead, so... <laughs> you had this little dream around the dogs and the wedding, didn't you? Yeah, having both there. Yeah, we wouldn't have just one or the other. We, w- we would either have them both there or not have them there yeah. together. We're still working towards that, but then we think there's going to be a lot of people there. We don't want them getting too excited mm. and then it flaring up and ruining the whole process that we've done. Yeah. So we, we probably won't have them there. Yeah. As much as we want them there. Ah, uh, okay. But I just think it's putting them in a situation... Yeah. That's hard, making them highly strung yeah. and then putting them trying to get pictures together and mm. her dress costs, costs a lot of money and I don't want it yeah. ripped up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a big ask. I mean, if you, 
you know, if you did want to uh, try it out, I would certainly go to that venue and, and try the two of them together at, at that place. Because what you don't want to do is, is like the first time they've been there is on the day. And yeah. as you rightly oh, said, yeah, there's of loads of people wearing weird hats, let's be honest. That's just, <laughs> that's just the blokes. So everything's a bit odd to a dog. So in my mind, there's there's always this sort of fantasy ending where you tell me the dogs are at the wedding. Yeah. But if you don't, I'd understand. Yeah. If, if they do make it, we'll send you the picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go on. <laughs> hey, no Photoshop. <laughs> no, I was just turning up, Graham, if you want. There's a spare plate. <laughs> hey, there's a the thing. Well, that's a nice offer. <laughs> so what's what's the future hold, do you think? So, yeah, we're going to keep at it. Um, yeah. We've seen a massive difference, huge yeah. improvements in both of them. Buzz used to have his back to Roshi All and now time. he faces him. And we, we think that's massive just because we're definitely going in before the, he wouldn't, wouldn't even look at him. Yeah, we're definitely going in the right direction. And one kickoff when they're meeting is better than them constantly kicking off when we when you first came round. With the eye contact thing, do you think that it will work just because... What do we do about the eye contact? It's literally when they look at each other. We are taking Buzz to get chemically castrated mm. tomorrow just, just to see to if see. that's going to yeah. take it down a notch. Because it's only for six months, but mm. if it's going to take his aggression down massive, like dramatically, then we'll, we'll look down mm. at castration. But some people say it doesn't work. Some yeah. people say it does. But Well, you're doing the right thing doing the chemical version because it is, yeah, try before you buy, as you're saying. It's yeah, reversible. I just don't want to lop so. them off. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> On your way, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, because it can make it worse, not not better. So you just never know until you try. Um, no. mm. So I mean, there are some cases where you look and you go, yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is going to make a difference. But in his case, I'm like, I'm not so sure. So it does make sense to do the chemical thing. And that may well help. You'll, you won't know straight away it'll you know talk to you about they'll tell you yeah it'll be a number of weeks really before the testosterone is really drained away so okay any eye contact they're making where they're not reacting badly is is good now a a thing to look for is whether or not they're blinking right as daft as that sounds if they're staring like in the human world that's kind of well we would say it's rude it's actually a precursor to aggression in some cases yeah if you're staring somebody from across a bar you know you're gonna have a fight (laughs) exactly yeah yeah it is that there's a difference between staring and just looking and in in dog terms the easy one to spot is if they're blinking occasionally right if they're blinking that's them going yeah i'm just being normal it's fine Mm. if they've got that locked on stare then you know beware it's probably about to kick off so you might want to just cut it short now and bank the good behavior that you just got and then build up from there so if they're looking at each other and there's a bit of a blink going on then that's definitely a good moment to go oh good boy you know it's like okay so you're looking and you're not thinking about having a fight that's good that's the message yeah and on that sometimes you see two dogs where they they consciously blink at each other. You'll see one dog going, blink, blink, you know, and it is almost like, oh, yeah, I am not in fighting mode. Yeah. Mm. And the other one goes, blink. No, no, me neither, mate. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like once, you, once you see it, you'll know it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, so eye contact is, is important. I wouldn't force it. If they're looking at each other and they're calm, that's great. Yeah. Mm. But don't force them to look at each other because no, you're no. probably going to cause a problem. You know? That's what yeah. we were doing originally, trying through the gates, trying to make them look at each other. Yeah. But then we realised when you came around, it was like, let them just, look at them yeah. themselves. Yeah, because the, the one problem about having a dog either side of a, of a gate is that by definition, it creates this face-to-face thing, which, you know, with a lot of animals, it's, it's fighting. Basically, yeah, we'll keep at it then. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, keep plugging away. We're not going to give up. <laughs> well, keep it up. It's obviously a work in progress. Good for you. Thanks, thanks very much, Graham. Oh yeah, thanks for everything thanks for you've helping done. Us, you know, yeah, you've been a massive, <laughs> massive help.
Okay, so with Buzz and Roshi, we were obviously a few years down the line in terms of their fighting, so we had to try to combat the issue accordingly. Lisa's got in touch with me in the hope of preventing a similar situation happening in her family. Hi, Graham. I'm the owner of a Shih Tzu. He's eight years old and he's very nervous. And with that comes aggression, unfortunately. Uh, my daughter has just become the owner of a miniature Cavapoo. He's 14 weeks old, really, really cute. And we'd really like Barney to become friends with him. We socialise a lot together as a family, but unfortunately, since uh, the puppy Hugo has come along, it's making it difficult because of Barney. So we have to put Barney into another room when Hugo comes around um, so that Barney can't hurt him. Uh, just need some advice, please, as to how we can make Barney and Hugo friends and we can socialise properly as a family again. Well, thanks for um, thanks for sending me that note in, Lisa. Yeah, it's tricky when you've got a problem uh, like Barney's when he's uh, he's been sort of nervous and aggressive. The good news is that often when you've got a dog who's nervous with other dogs, they almost sort of keep a, a list of yeah, you're on the list, you're okay, I'm all right with you, and you and you. So I think you should get to that situation with Hugo if you do it right. So let's think about territory for for stars. I mean, you've got Hugo coming into to your place, so I think no surprise really that you're getting a bit of a problem from your dog. I think it's better to meet a few times on neutral ground, ideally, or even take Barney to their house so that he's kind of not on his own territory, he's got nothing to defend there, you know. Now, what you might want to do is, is kind of divide and conquer. Now, I, I say that with a bit of a smile on my face. What I really mean is that each owner perhaps takes responsibility for their own dog, because otherwise everybody's trying to do everything at once, and it's just this sort of mayhem of instructions and, and things going on. So you look after yours, they look after theirs, uh, and then you can get the signals right. So you're always trying to reward the good behaviour. It's just time, really, getting them used to each other. You may well get to a situation where he sort of tolerates Hugo, but he's not best friends. Well, we could live with that, couldn't we? But you'll only get there by rewarding the right thing and that in turn you can only do if you're concentrating on one dog so i would i would very much advise that that sort of split the responsibilities up so everybody's clear what they're meant to be doing another thought for you if in doubt in a case like this i'd pop a muzzle on him just make sure it's well fitting he can't get it off because then you can afford to to relax a little bit at least um because dogs obviously pick up on our anxiety you know you're understandably going to be on edge because you know the way he is and of course it does the obvious as well it, it prevents any harm doesn't it to the little one so the things to look out for is when he calms down a bit when he's not reacting if he's choosing to back off those things are all rewardable in my book so that's when you'd want to praise him and keep your praise nice and calm it's like oh good boy and let's keep a lid on it and then with a bit of luck they get used to each other and that way you get hugo on his list he might not be the best friend of every dog going but at least he'll be fine with the little one Let's talk about dogs' body language just briefly. Um, Lisa, it sounds as though you've you've read Barney and you, you know he's he's nervous and that's why that aggression that you're getting is that's where it's coming from. The things to look out for when you're introducing dogs would be things like dogs licking their lips, which is is often a stressy thing. Yawning is a stressy thing. Ears back is often like, ooh, not sure, you know. 
sometimes too alert can be a problem as well, you know. So if you think about tail down would be nervous and scared, tail between the legs, classic, isn't it? Um, a dog who normally carries their tail in a fairly neutral, sort of straight out the back kind of way, when their tail's right up in the air, that's them alert. So you often see that with terriers, for example. The best way for them to say hello to each other actually isn't face-to-face, -face, which is a human thing. It's round the back end. They go and sniff each other's back end. So if you see two dogs doing that when they first meet don't discourage it it's kind of a bit embarrassing to humans and our sensibilities but it's the best way with dogs face to face if you're unlucky that's kind of fighting talk sometimes i'm asked if it's possible to sort of predict whether or not two dogs are going to get on and the short answer is it, it isn't really. As much as you'd like to think as an expert, you can go, yes, this one will definitely get on with that one. If, if life's taught me anything, it's that dogs surprise you. Just when I think it's going to be fine, there's a problem, and vice versa as well. But the things that you perhaps can predict are that if you've got a dog that's nervous, a dog that's really active is going to probably set them off. They'll be fine with a, a steady old plot of a Labrador, but maybe not so fine with a, with a hyperactive collie puppy, let's say. So things like that I would bear in mind. But generally, I would just say, look, do your best. You know, introduce the dogs, but be ready for anything. You know, you never know whether they're going to get on or not, but just act accordingly and be in the moment. You're either going to be praising them or you're going to perhaps separate them for a while. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you fancy seeing me at work for yourself, well, you can catch up on Buzz and Roshi's episode of Dogs Behaving Very Badly on My5. And there are new episodes of the show every Tuesday on Channel 5 too. Now, maybe you could do with some advice about your dog. Uh, do you think they're too greedy, too stubborn, too lazy? Well, send me an email or a voice note telling me all about it to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com and I'll do my best to answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to leave a rating or a review. That'll help other people come and join our training sessions. Until next week, take care of yourself and your dog, won't you? Bye for now.